It is the end of January in 2019. Yeah, what happened to the holidays, right? Yeah, thank God they're over. Happy New Year, everybody. That was crazy. I had a Mm -hmm. whirlwind of visitors in my house. I love house guests and I love visitors. I'm a little caffeinated because I'm having my new thing that I uh, got addicted to at this coffee shop down the street from us is these um, matcha, like green tea lattes. Yeah. But I think matcha tea has a lot of caffeine in it. I think so. Because I get like a big boost from them. But I anyway, just had, I just yeah. had celestial seasons, country peach, caffeine free. <laughs> I usually do caffeine free, but I did not. I have not been sleeping well, and yeah. so I was really tired this morning when I got up. I was really tired. Um, I just wanted to get back in bed, but I could not. We uh, so anyway, I had a whole lot of visitors in town staying at my house over the holidays, which I absolutely love. But you know, by the end of it, you're always just kind of going, okay, I'm tired now. And I can't eat any more food. I can't go to any more restaurants. I can't. That's how I got addicted to this tea is we have this really awesome little coffee shop that I never go to down the street from us. It's like four blocks. You can walk down to it. It's a great walk. Yeah. They have really yummy food. And it's a little pricey because it's a local mom and pop place. But it's yeah. been there for a long time. But it's called Tickle Tree Cafe, which I guess everyone thinks is hilarious I don't know I never really thought that much about the name but everyone I tell like laughs and thinks it's stupid yeah um so I think we went there probably three or four times for breakfast we you know when you have family in town or visitors like you don't really cook at home a lot so there was a lot of eating out a lot of expense a lot of money a lot of whatever so yeah that was my by the end of it we were exhausted and fat yeah so yeah, it's the end of January. So now we're just coming up for air, and it's the end of January. I can't believe that. It's kind of crazy. I know. It's a big blink already that um, that, it's, that it's the end of January, but I'm grateful. I have been – I started getting some kind of sinus thing, like right around Christmas Eve, but it, nothing mm. – I'm like, oh, it's, it wasn't a cold. I'm like, oh, it's just a sinus thing, and I have allergies, and you might even be able to still hear a little bit now. But then all of a sudden, like the Thursday after New Year, slam, and for a week – I felt like, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a cold. And I'm like, no, it's a sinus infection. And I, I have not been able to shake it. And I'm just coming to the end of it. But I'm, do you like, sinus rinse? Yeah. You, you kneel med? Oh. Um, I, did you ever go get medication for it? No, because I don't want another antibiotic. No, I don't <laughs> blame booster. you. I had I had a UTI. And so yeah. I had to have one. And then and you're just stripped. Your entire body is like stripped yeah. of all its, its good flora, fauna, whatever it's called. Yeah, so I'm taking probiotics. But then right before that, I didn't know where. I had put an earring in a, a piercing that I had not in my ear. No word nefarious, but in my ear. And all of a sudden it blew up and I got chalitis. What it's the like, fuck is that? It's like where your skin gets infected. And my ear was like three times the size of the other earlobe at least. Is and it because I had, you didn't have any good bacteria left in your body? No, this was before the UTI. Oh. And so it blew up, and I had to go on antibiotics for that. So I was on two antibiotics in the last three months, and I'm like, I am not going on another antibiotic. I'm going to have to, like, weigh this one out. I mean, if it was really, really bad, I would, but I'm like, and then you think you're getting better, but it is. Honey, you're talking to somebody course. who was on antibiotics for, like, two solid years pretty much when I Ugh. had those UTIs. Like, one, one every other month I had UTIs, and I, uh, I couldn't get rid of them, and I was on 
until I finally, we've told the story before, but until I finally went yeah. to the urologist, I kept going to the freaking quack doctors at the clinic and they just kept giving me stronger, 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 stronger until I literally had zero bacteria left in my body. I had nothing left. Yeah. It's awful. Hey, welcome back, hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, Who can ask for anything more? Glad to have you. I just feel... Like right before, I was going to clean my house and everything for all the visitors that were coming. I was putting it off for like this one day where I knew I had time to like clean the house and get everything ready. And you know how you just, you justify shit where it's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll clean. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I started to get that kind of like winter cold that was going around. I started to not feel so great. And I thought, no, I refuse to be sick for Christmas. I refuse to be sick for my, for my family. I refuse to miss anything. I'm one of those people who doesn't like to miss stuff. I like to yeah. be involved in it. What are we doing today? Where are you going? I want to come. What are we doing? So I was down for a couple of days, but then I was able to rally. I just did all my usual shit, took all my stuff, drank, soup, did whatever. Um, but I kind of missed the day that I was going to clean. So, you know, you kind of justify where it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's family. They won't yeah. no. Nobody will notice. Just step over those gigantic dust bunnies. It's fine. But I was speaking of... I've got a couple things going on, but since you were talking about food, yeah. there's a story out of New Hampshire, out of mm. Keene, New Hampshire. Let me let me get there. Keene. Do you know what pho is? It's like food? The pho, pho, pho. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, so it's for those that don't know, it's a Vietnamese soup. But I right? don't know if it's called, I've heard people say, call it pho, and I've also heard people call it pho. So I don't know, I don't know which one it is. Well, for the... It's Vietnamese soup, and it's got like... Um, veggies and broth. It's broth. It's a broth-based soup. Yes. So for the for the intent of this story, we're going to call it pho because that's what I think the intent is there behind the story. But let me read this to you. A pho restaurant in New Hampshire is being told to change its offensive name, and the owner is not having it. The offending name is Pho Keen Great. Considering ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that great? Do they, do they do they at least do three different words where it's yeah. foe and then yeah. king? Like foe king. king. I'm the foe king. K E E N E is the name of the Oh, term. I thought I thought they were like trying to say foe king, K I N G, like we're the king of foe, we're foe right. king great. No, it's the name <laughs> of the town. Considering that the city name is Keen, this is an honestly impressive pun. The quality of the word plagiarism doesn't seem to be swaying anyone, though. So the Vietnamese, it's located in a public building. And um, so the, the city is kind of having a, it's right next to City Hall. And the city is having a little bit of a pissy fit about it. They're having a folking so, problem with it? Yeah. They're, but, and they're <laughs> are having they, a are they folking piss? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they, they requested, the city requested that they move the sign citing its offensive name and a contract violation as it relates to a city ordinance. So I don't really know what's going to happen with that, but I don't, I think I can, I think it's, I'm impressed, very impressed. Um, yeah. Bo Keen, great. Sounds like an f- amazing name. If you interpret it to be fucking great, that's on you, but that's not what it says. It doesn't say fucking great. It says Pho no, Keen, you're in the, the name city of, of Keen. We're eating pho. It's just like great. How there's the what is it? The seven deadly words that you're not allowed to say on on um, on TV. I don't remember what any of them are Shit. anymore. Goddamn pussy, whatever. I yeah. don't know. But or on the radio. But you know they come. But people still say it because they get around it. You know they get around it by saying, well, my pussy cat or my you know 
and there, there's ways of getting around it, and they don't get fined if you're if you're clever with it and you get around right, it. Right, Howard you Stern. Get, you don't the get Howard fined. Stern they were able to skate it all the time. Yeah, the Howard Stern show did a whole big um, thing about skirting. It's in their movie, you know, about skirting the issue with pussy and cock yeah. and do and all that good stuff. So, um, in any case, so I thought that was a cute little funny story to kind of open up with. But hilarious. I have got two word of the weeks. Oh, okay. Word, word of, the, of week. the week. Word, word of, week. of the week. It's been a long time <laughs> since we've done this, and you're going to find these two particularly interesting. Okay. The first word is gurk. Gurk. Spelled the same way you do? It's spelled exactly the same way. Gurk. Use in a sentence, please. Hey, man, I got caught gurking by my mother. Does it have to do with masturbating? It does. Okay. Is it a specific it's, type of masturbating? No, it's just actually it's masturbating. It's masturbating? Yeah. <gasps> Your nickname is Masturbate? Yes. That is so fitting. That is what? so fitting. Because <laughs> I, I constantly am jerking myself off. Well, I told you the story about how when I was in high school, you know, my, my nickname on the show is Keek, but Keek originated from Kiki. And we were at... I think I was a sophomore in high school or because or, I've had that nickname forever. One of my little cousins gave it to me. And um, we were at my friend, my sister's best friend at the time. She had many, but my sister's best friend at the time, they were. <laughs> she had many. They were um, Filipino, Filipino. And I'm pretty sure it's Filipino. God, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. That makes me sound really racist, but I don't remember because it was a really long time ago. I'm pretty sure she was Filipino. And. She, um, she was very kind of Americanized. She didn't have an accent or she didn't have anything. But I think she was like second generation. So her grandma was, didn't speak a lot of English, um, very traditional. And they, we were at her house. I, had, I think it was the only time I'd ever been at her house. And she heard her calling me Kiki, Kiki this, Kiki that, Kiki this. And finally her grandma said something to her in, what I don't know what the official language is, of the Philippines is, but is it Tagalog? Yeah. No, that, a Tagalog? I don't know. Filipino? I don't or know. Tagalog. I, 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 Tagalog. I yeah, I'm Tagalog. not sure. But um, so she said something to her in whatever the, the, the language that they spoke was. And she looked at me, her, my sister's friend looked at me and I was like, and she, she kind of like giggled and I was like, what? And she said, she wants to know why we're calling you Kiki. And I said, uh, uh, why? And she was like, well, she keeps saying, does she know what that means? Does she know what that means? And I was like, no, she doesn't know what that means. What does that mean? And I guess apparently in the Philippines, uh, Kiki is like a slang for your vagina. Ah. So she wanted to know why they kept calling me pussy and why I didn't care. Like why I wasn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so and apparently the name of our show is Masturbate and Pussy. Oh, Masturbate no. your pussy. Well, that could be one, but I told you there were two words of the week, so word of the week, word of the, word week. Of the week. The next word is keek. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's go home and keek. Fuck. Is keek mean fuck? It is an extremely attractive person. To oh, hit on an attractive person or the act of having sex with an attractive person. 
okay, well, at least, wait, I'm going to assume in this story that maybe I'm the attractive person. So, okay, okay. So take that, so, Philip, so take that Filipino grandma. Wait, but then our name doesn't necessarily mean, wait, because it means to have sex, to have sex or to, with an attractive person, or what was the other one? Or just an extremely attractive person. So yeah. maybe Girk and Keek is like, I'm masturbating thinking about an attractive person, or I'm an attractive, an extremely attractive person who masturbates, or, or masturbate your pussy. <laughs> or masturbate your pussy. Or finally, I'm going to masturbate at the idea of having sex with an extremely attractive person. <laughs> but it's loaded. And I, it was funny because I, I, I don't know. It was, I saw something, like a name of something, like a common name. And in the article, it said something about it's like urban dictionary slang. And I'm like, come on. This was, it was like John. You know what I mean? Or like. David. It was like a really common thing and it had this like different definition and I'm like alright I'm going to go to Urban Dictionary. I'm going to type in my name. I'm going to type in Keek's name and I was like son of a bitch. Why do I have to be masturbating? Why am <laughs> I, I masturbating? Be, I get to be the extremely attractive person. <laughs> I know and it's like I'm a little bit country and I'm and a little, little bit, bit rock, rock and, and roll. Yeah I'm just like that sucks. But it's now like, I guess it. that is the name of our show, Girk and Keek, means masturbating with an extremely attractive person. Yeah, fuck yeah, it does. Well, there you go. After almost six years of being, doing podcasts, we now, we now know why Synchronicity brought us this name. Synchronicity <laughs> brought us this name of Girk and Keek. So, a little something for you new listeners out there, perhaps, and, and something for you old to laugh and cajole with. But yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that indeed? Have you heard of these, the Bird Box Challenge? So, you know, there's this Netflix yes, movie. Yes, it's so stupid. Like, they're, they're literally, the people are going, even I think Sandra Bullock had to go on Instagram to say, please, I, thank you so much for loving my movie. Please stop doing this. People like, it's really, really dangerous. Dumb. It's really dangerous. You know, stupid is, stupid is when you, um, you know, I have a different definition between stupid and dumb. And dumb is when you just don't know better, but stupid is when you, when you no do better know better, you anyway. do. So, for those of you who don't know, or maybe don't even live in this country, um, Bird Box is a movie that just came out on Netflix. I have not seen it. I don't know if you've I seen have, it because people keep saying some yet. people will be like, "Oh yeah, it was good." I haven't heard anyone give it a glowing review, but but some people will say, "Yeah, no, it was good. We liked it." And other people will be like, "Yeah, it was okay. The ending was really stupid, or you know, whatever." So it's not, and it's a psychological thriller. It's kind of a horror movie. So. Uh, so I, and it's really depressing. So it's not like one of those things where I go, yeah, this sounds, sign me up. I want to sit down and watch this. But right. I haven't about, gotten to it yet. It's kind of like, my understanding of it is it's very much like, um, what was the movie with John Krasinski and, and, uh, a quiet place, the quiet place. It's kind of like a quiet place, but for sight. So there's these monsters that you don't really see. It's a psychological thing, but if you see them, you go mad and like end up killing yourself and end up dying because you go, you go insane. And so Sandra Bullock and her two kids somehow in the movie end up like alone in a forest trying to save each other, but they're blindfolded because she's decided that to save herself and her children, they have to try to escape blindfolded so they don't, they prevent themselves from seeing. So it, to pay homage to the movie, people are doing, it was kind of like the Tide Pod Challenge, like uh, again eating it or whatever, eating poison. Um, it's the same thing where it's like people are blindfolding themselves and doing like regular everyday stuff to see if they can do it, like the movie. But yeah. uh, as one could like imagine, lifting weights. There was a, a 16-year-old girl 
who drove a car, ran into a tree. I mean, obviously, just ridiculously stupid things. Yeah. That's why, I'm, that's why I bring it up. I'm like, literally, there are people like, someone's got like 300 pounds of weight on a, on a bell, you know, like a barbell kind of thing, and the person spotting them has also got a blindfold on, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. you literally could kill yourself or hurt yeah. the other the person spotting. And then driving a car, I mean, it's just all these, it's like, where where does our sense of logic stop? I mean, where do we just go, that's a really good idea. I think I'm going to do that. Because everybody wants to go viral. Everyone wants to be the next hot right. thing. Because the, the, ice, the ice bucket challenge was the first one that really kind of people went, oh, hey, like, this is a way to go viral, challenge other people and do the whatever. But... What, what started out as an altruistic, let's donate money, let's raise awareness for this um, cause, which at the time, now I can't even remember what it was, cancer. Oh, Lou ALS. Yeah, ALS, that's right. It was let's raise awareness for ALS, let's raise money for ALS. It's now just devolved into like sheer stupidity, let's do the bird box challenge. Because so why? stupid. You're raising awareness for what? Stupidity? So, so I, I saw that and I just went, this is just so worth bringing up just for the fact that I usually am not judgmental. I don't deem myself as a judgmental person. But fuck, I'm going to tell you right now, I judge that I'm shit. I'm judging you. I judge you. I am you. judging you. I'm being stupid. I really, I really I, am. I'm not, I can't Netflix. let this one go. No, I, I, I don't blame you. I, who knows whether I'll watch the movie or not. But speaking of Netflix, I, my sister has gotten me hooked on, have you heard of this uh, Marie Kondo? Uh, yeah. The tidying up She's the rage right now. Uh-huh. She's all the rage right now because they gave her a show on Netflix. Apparently, she's had best-selling books out for years. A couple of my friends actually were like, oh, yeah, no, I've, I heard of her. I bought her book like three years ago. But she got a show, and now she's blowing on up Netflix. because she's kind of adorable. And it's the show is called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and her method is the Con Marie method. But she's like five feet tall, and she's everything that you love about Japanese people because she's so like sweet and happy and just like joy filled. And um, I love listening to the Japanese language because it's so like melodic and so like uh, lovely. And she just kind of embodies that. She has this lovely spirit. And she speaks English, but she always has a translator with her because sometimes she oh really translate. Sometimes she uses a translator, and sometimes she doesn't because she doesn't always understand what you're saying. But she um, but she does. She speaks English, but not enough to not have a translator there with her. And so they okay. basically just you know she goes into different people's houses and and she and you know it's like a month, sometimes two months long undertaking. Oh really? She gives, she gives a lot of homework. She doesn't do it for you. It's not like a home makeover where she comes in and three days later it's like, ta-da, your house is clean. You have to do it. You, it's a, it's, uh, it's um, like a lessons and a learning. It's a whole learning experience where you learn how to change your, your Kind of like, yeah, there's life. a lot of things like that. Like that nanny show that when that lady used to come in. Yes, and she, yeah, except I can't, I couldn't stand watching those shows. But this one I've watched like six or seven episodes and it really makes you want to just get your shit together. So I actually want to get my shit together as it is. So watch her show because it's very, it really gets you inspired. Motivated. To go, yeah. It gets you motivated to be like, you know what? I already, I'm a really, you know, type a kind of organized person in general. So some of my stuff is already pretty organized, but she like the way she does it, she has a very specific method and it just kind of makes sense. Like for example, it's a very simple idea but the first thing she conquers is clothes and she wants you to put all of take all of your clothes out and put them on your bed everything every article of clothing that you have goes out of the closets out of the drawers and on your bed 
because there's something about, first of all, there's something about psychologically seeing it in a huge pile on your bed that makes you go, wow, I got a lot of clothes. Like, do I really yeah. need all those clothes? But also, she wants you to touch every single article. Touch it, look at it. And her big thing, which now is like everybody's mantra, is does it spark joy? If you mm. look at this, oh, okay, I will coming. My, I, for Christmas, I got um, one of those iRobot uh, robot vacuum cleaners. Yeah. So she's now my house bitch, and my son has named her Hagatha. So <laughs> Hagatha, and I'm in the office where her home base is, so Hagatha, the house bitch, is, she's bumping into the door because she's trying to get back to her base. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes she'll get stuck. If she gets, like, goes under the bed and she gets stuck on a piece of clothing, or she'll, she'll get stuck. So I'll come home, and the one flaw in the system is that she can't, like, you can't do something where she, or maybe you can, I'll have to figure it out to where she beeps but I can't help myself. I'll walk through the house when I'm looking for her and I'll be like, Hagatha, where'd you go? Hagatha. And there's a part of me that's like, why are you doing that? You know she's not going to go, I'm over here. I'm choking on, a, on your husband's underwear. Right. Get me out. Right. Um, so, yeah, she, I came in here to close the door because she's very loud, but it's an app on my phone. So she's like, um, bitch is locked out. Go let her in. Uh, so anyway, the whole spark joy thing, it really like, I think it really resonates because now I look at stuff and go, and I, my little sister is doing it, my, one of my close friends is doing it, my mom is doing it, so we're all watching the show. Wait, what is she saying about other. it? Okay, so does the clothes we'll bring you joy? Pictures. So okay. if the clothes, so you just kind of touch it and you look at it and you say, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't, then you go, thank you very much, and you thank it for its service. And you right. put it away. And the funny thing about it is it seems really stupid, but the thanking it is kind of a big thing for me because I, and I think a lot of people, have a tendency to hold on to articles because we either have placed sentimental value on them. Right. We have guilt about them because we spent money on it and we never wore them. Or somebody gave it to you and or you never wore it. Or somebody gave it to you and you never wore it. Or we, um, I don't know, for some reason we just feel like someday we'll wear it. So, the thing about thanking it is kind of big for me because, like, for example, I have a pair of shoes in my closet that I've never once worn. I bought them from DSW because they were really cute. They were on sale. They were really cheap. I had all sorts of justifications. It seemed like something I would wear. I got them home and immediately was like, you're never going to wear these. They're too high. The wedge on them is the, on the heel is too thin. You're going to fucking break your neck on these the first time you try to wear them. Where will you wear these? They are so ridiculous and so I have held on to them for over guilt about spending money so for stuff like that she says you thank it either for you know you thank it for being uh, useful to you or you thank it for teaching you a lesson you say thank you for teaching me the lesson that I shouldn't um, buy things just because I think they look great or because they're really cheap you learned a lesson so you say thank you for teaching me this lesson and you release it and you let it go or if it's something, she has a whole different, I won't go into the sentimental stuff because she has a whole different thing about how to handle sentimental items. Well, I'll check it out. We should, and everyone should check it out. I have a question for you though. Yeah. Because this is about, so maybe you could, you've seen an episode that she speaks to this, but what about people who get things for you because they saw it and they just knew you'd love it and you don't really love it? Like well, I have a couple of things in my house that were given to me. People... I'm very grateful because it's so nice that someone thinks of you and they want to gift you things. And But what if someone gives you something and you're like, yeah, it's great, but I don't 
I'm, I'm not a, I don't like, I'm not a tchotchke person. Well, for me, I will try to take stuff like that back because a lot of stores, if you know where it came from, a lot of stores will exchange stuff, uh, even if it's less like than the value. Or again, you say thank you very much. Thank you for, you know, the gift. Thank you for, uh, for the feeling that you gave me. You gave me this feeling of love from my friend. Right. Thank you so much. And then you put it in the pile that you give to like the AIDS charity. Or and what the, do you say to the person who comes back to your house and they say, hey, where is that thing that I gave you? That's the problem that I'm having. Yeah, who does that? Who walks around your house saying, where's the thing I gave you? My mother would do that, but she's dead, so I don't she's have to worry about that anymore. anymore. Right. You see? I don't know. Mm. Nobody. Do so you say, thank you, very, thank you very much for the love that you brought to me, and then you put it in a pile that goes to, you know, something that's not the goodwill, something that's not, a, you know, that's a, that's a charity. Because goodwill not so good. Not so good. That um, is a charity that will like bring money to or bring aid or bring help to somebody, and then you release it, release okay. it. I don't know what to tell you about the friends. If you have friends that come into your house going, "Where's that gift that I gave you?" Then uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I got to figure that out. In any case, um, I'm thinking about starting a new profession. <gasps> what is it? Porn star, fluffer. Mm, no, although. I would be very good at both of those. What? <laughs> what? Well, you're, you're, you're. How does, where do you find those jobs? Where, like, where, where do you fly? And, how, and what kind of? What? They're in the valley here in L.A. If yeah, you I know. Go, you know where they are. You used to live in L.A. Yeah, I know. But what, what kind of resume do you have for a fluffer? I listen. I've gotten a lot of men hard. I just look at them and they get hard, and I or I can gently stroke. I have. Uh, a good. I, I work out a lot with uh, weights, so my extensors and my biceps are very strong. All they have to do is listen to the show and listen to the episodes where you talk about stuff that your vagina can do and the, stri- the, pure, the sheer power that you have of your kegel. What does it have to do with fluffing? Because you can grip. I don't know. Anyway, what is this? A fluffer? You know, do you not even know what a fluffer is? Yeah, you got to, but that's what I'm saying. You can get on there and like grip with your vajayjay and keep them hard. Although I guess you just, you suppose you can use your hands. That's, really that's porn. That. That's not fluffing. That would be full on porn. That's if true. I'm, yeah. That's true. Okay, you have me confused for a second. I'm like, if I understand correctly, I never maybe really I'm thought, wrong. I never really thought about exactly what the fluffer would do, but I suppose. Maybe you're more experienced in that department. Mouth. Maybe you're more experienced in that department than I am and you actually know yeah. other things. No, I'm not going to be a burn, fluffer. Bro. Sick burn. What's yeah. your new job? I'm not going to be a fluffer, nor am I going into porn. Good mm-hmm. God. What um, no, I'm, I'm thinking about becoming a cuddlist. A cuddlist. That's a word of the week, too. Word of the week. Third. The third one in the show. Word of the week. What's a, a cuddlist? Cuddlist. If you, okay, let me see if I can put it in a sentence. I live by myself, and I've been feeling very sad and alone. I think I'm going to hire a cuddlist. I'm sure it will make me feel better. So you literally, how does one find a cuddlist in the back of the, of the uh, whatchamacallit? Well, you can go the to, cud- to cuddlist.com, C-U-D-D-L-I-S-T, cuddlist. So you're going to go to somebody's house. What if, he, what if you open the door and it's some like 500-pound, super hairy, sweaty, stinky body odor dude, and you've got to spoon him? Hugging. Um, you could just sit next to them on the couch, touch, hold their hand. You don't actually. So it's have basically to, like an escort, with non-sexual uh, overtones, undertones, or any tones. Yeah, it's an escort. Seventy-five to eighty dollars an hour. No, because you well, you could go to a park and meet them and just like 
sit next mm -hmm. to them. Escorts and meet in parks too. Yeah, but escorts actually do do. They don't have to. People hire escorts just so they can have a date. Okay. <laughs> she just she just flared her nostrils at me. <laughs> I always know when Kirk is frustrated. <laughs> she purses her lips. She purses her lips. And her nostrils flare. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> I don't know that I do that. <laughs> I I will go out of my way to push the button just so I can see if I can get her to first or let her flare her nostrils. <laughs> Any of you know Gert personally? And I'm sure like Superfan Molly and Superfan Sherry, if they're still listening, are probably wetting themselves right now because they know that oh look. They know God. exactly what look I'm talking about. And I have another friend who tells me that I have a very distinctive <laughs> smirk when I'm also, if I'm biting my lip because I'm not going to say something, but there is like a, where the, the uh -huh. sides of my mouth. You purse your, that's, you, that's, your, that's the way you purse your lips. You purse your lips and then you get a little nostril. <laughs> well, they're not flare. pursed. Like, they're not pursed like... They're not in a pout, but it's like I, I No, but I know. pursed lips are like when you kind of push them together, and you, when you purse your lips, it's not a pout. You purse your lips, and you're, and it, yes, you get like that Dr. Seuss. lines. You get yeah. the Dr. Seuss thing where like you're, you're the, the sides of your mouth go up a little, and you get the dimples. You get the smile lines. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's not like a true smile. It's like no. a fuck you very much smile, exactly and your nostrils is. flare. I didn't realize the nostrils flare. I'll have to ask the other person who who also loves goading me because I smirk because they think it's kind of sweet. And I'm like, dude, you are one second away from having your like dick lobbed off. You under I don't know that you understand the sense that you're writing because when you get me to that point, I am doing everything I can not to say something that I think I'll regret. <laughs> like fuck you. Oh, my oh God. it's so good. So funny. Yep. That was really really funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, no, yeah. I'm not looking to be an escort, Keek. I was looking maybe possibly being a cuddlist because for $75 plus an hour, all you're doing is bringing comfort to people, and I do that so well. So do escorts. Escorts bring comfort to people, too. They, they meet a need. All right, well, then maybe I could be an escort. Maybe, I'm, maybe I am being... It would be a cuddlist, in my opinion, sounds an awful lot like uh, a non-sex escort. You get, you have to be, there's a certification. I have no idea what that entails because I'm not even going to investigate like that. For, but I've heard of them before and I thought that's so interesting and apparently there is a calling. I'm not sure people are making a full time, but you drive to their house or they can come to you and you have a safe place and supposedly safe. I, the, actually, the safety of it kind of has me intrigued. I mean, like, look at what people are doing on Craigslist. I mean, that's dangerous Fuck stuff. No. Hookers and escorts get the, their shit beat up all the time. I would not go into somebody's house so I could cuddle them and give them whatever. Mm -mm. Because think about like... I'm saying it in theory. Yeah. Who's calling? Who's calling for those cuddles? Because you have to be... I would think that you would... like if I, were, if, I legitimately, if, <laughs> if I was legitimately going to be a cuddlist, I would think that you would give your schedule to someone that you know and check in after every appointment. Like, they yeah. know what address and where you go and how long you're supposed to be there and you know what I mean? Yeah. Hell to the yeah. All right. Well, now, thanks. You just talked me out of that. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad that I did. That is not a safe profession. We're going to think of something else for you. What happened? All right, maybe that's what we're going to do this year. I thought you were going to sell sex toys online. Gurk is the perfect name. All you have to do is call your business Gurk. Actually, my new my new website coming out is gurks.com for the other right. business that I have. Masturbate.com. You better have sex toys. <laughs> New Year to me. Okay, so we, I think we'll make this a challenge for this year, um, is that we're going to see what kind of interesting professions that I could do to mm -hmm. supplement my income besides the little business because that Amazon I have. Because Amazon are fuckers. Because Amazon are fuckers. And two, I haven't had an acting job in almost a year. That's how bad it's gotten for voiceover. Yeah. Really, really bad. Because... Unfortunately, I'll, well, I won't do this too much, but our union has not been good. Are we going to end this show on a downer? Is that what's going No, on? okay. In any case, no, because we're going to find some interesting jobs. We're going to find you a job. So if you have ideas, because this has to be, I know our Happy New Year show has to be a little bit of a shorter show, uh, but if you have ideas for Gurk's new profession, feel free to go to our Facebook page, right. which is um, Double Bubble, Double Bubble Gurk with Gurk and Keek. And you Facebook. can also send an email to the email address that we never check, which is Double, Double Bubble Podcast. I check it. At Double Bubble Podcast at gmail.com. I'm actually and impressed that you knew it because I don't even know. Have an, I have it on my phone. We also have not given a shout out to the handcuffs who exactly. provide our amazing intro and outro music. For almost six years. For almost six years now. Well, five and, they, and a half years. Yeah. They've supplied our, um, our music. Our theme music. I will make that a note to like look at their so website. So make sure to go see. to yeah thehandcuffs.com to check them out because they're amazing and their song is amazing oh, and yeah, we love and them I think so they're doing much. a new I think they're doing a new album, getting a new. They're album based together. in the Midwest. I think a lot of their shows are, are in and around the Illinois, the greater Illinois area. They are. Let's see if I can't go there. So check quick. check out uh, yeah thehandcuffs.com for them and um. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the handcuffs or handcuffs. I'm pretty sure it's the handcuffs because I think you and I have gone back and forth because in the beginning when we used to say it every single episode, which we don't we haven't in a really long time, sadly, because we're horrible that way. That today. You always you used to say handcuffs.com and I used to correct you and say it's thehandcuffs.com. And you are correct. It is thehandcuffs.com. Yeah. You're so good, Keek. I am. So um that's the story, Morning Glory. Uh and yeah. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of shows in Chicago in March and April. So you're right. Uh, let's have you go to thehandcuffs.com. Um, Chloe Orwell is a dear friend of mine, and she has been so gracious to have her band's music um, play and her adorable husband. They're in the band together. So, hey, you guys, it was so nice catching up with you. We will have more for you within the next week. But until then, I guess... I was going to do some kind of snappy, jazzy sign-up, but I don't even know. <laughs> uh, stay safe. Be, it's so cold here. We're going to get uh, negative 55 degrees wind chill. Yeah, we just went Wednesday. camping at the beach yesterday. It was 75. I got nothing for you. Come back to L.A. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All we right. Love you. I love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I need someone who's clean with a dirty mind.